So let us go into that today. Hallelujah. Amen. It's actually a kind of continuation of what we were hearing. I was saying last time that there are there are altars that Abraham had set up in his journey. We are going to go into the significance in that of those altars. And we, have, we are going to go into the significance of the journey of Abraham. He was not Abraham, it, he was Abraham. And Abraham, you know where he started his journey from? From the Ur of the Chaldeans. You know what is the Ur of the Chaldeans? It is Babylon. He was taken out of the stronghold of Babylon by the hand of God. And his journey is a roadmap for every believer who is the firstborn of the kingdom of God in their ancestral line. Hallelujah. Every believer who is a firstborn, firstborn I mean to say, I am not saying, even if you are born, even if you are a daughter or a son of a pastor, who is a pastor in any churches or traditional church or whatever, even if you are born in different Christian de denominations like CNI, CSI, Methodist, Catholic or whatever, Hallelujah. You are still can be you still can be considered a firstborn, a breed of the spirit for the kingdom of God in your ancestral line. Because though your fathers were Christian, but yet they were held by the traditions of Babylon. Hallelujah. And I believe that many people, almost everyone here, is a firstborn of the kingdom of God in their family line, in their ancestral line. And, and if we have to understand how we got to journey with God as a firstborn for God in our family line, we got to study the journey of Abraham. Hallelujah. How many of, of you are ready for that? Let us start and turn. I am going to go slow and I don't know how much will I cover. But let's see. Okay. Um, and in this study, I am also going to share my screen, my laptop screen, to show you the journey of Abraham, how it went. His journey went in the form of triangle, actually. Okay. He started from the Ur, Ur of the Chaldeans. He did not start it. An ancestral spirit started of the journey for Abraham. And they went to a place called Haran. And then from Haran, they started to move southwards to the opposite direction. So I will share the screen at a later stage and ask you if you are able to see or not. But let us start with the journey of Abraham. Okay. Gen Genesis chapter number 11, verse number, verse number 26. Now Terah, Terah is Abraham's father, biological father. Now Terah lived 70 years and begot Abraham, Nahor and Haran. Okay. Nahor will come at a later stage when Abraham wants his son Isaac to get married. Okay, We are also going to look at how even, I am not going to go into the journey of Isaac, but I am going to go into the journey of Jacob. The roots that Jacob took were the same roots on which Abraham walked. Okay, Even Isaac visited and walked in the same places in which his father Abraham walked. Some things which happened with him were the same things which happened with Abraham. Okay? Hallelujah. Jacob also took the route in the reverse direction. Abraham came from Haran to Canaan. But Jacob was sent from Beersheba. That is the 
in the land of Canaan to Haran. So we will come to all those things. And there comes Nahor, that is the brother of Abraham, of the bloodline of Abraham. So, Abraham's father had three sons. Who were they? Abraham, Nahor and Haran. Okay? Alleluia. This is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begot Abraham, Nahor and Haran. Haran begot, begot Lot. Haran signifies delay. We will come to that. It's the place of delay. Haran is a place of delay. And from Haran who came? Lot came. The nephew of Abraham. Who was journeying with Abraham in the beginning. But he separated. And Haran died before his father Terah in his native land. In the Ur of the Chaldeans. That is Babylon. This is the same Babylon right in Genesis chapter number 11. If you read few verses ago. You will see that in this Chaldeans, in this Babylon. The Babel was built which God destroyed. So that is how the people of the land were. They were all anti-Christ people. They were all anti-God people. From that land, Abraham came out. From that land, Abraham started his journey. Okay. So let's go ahead. Verse number 29. Then Abraham and Nahor took wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai. And the name of Nahor's wife, Milka, the daughter of Aran. The father of Milka. And the father of Iska. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. Sarai's womb was chosen beforehand by God. For the seed of God to be born. And God did not. That's why her womb was, was barren. Because in the land they were. They used to go to the fertility gods. To the demons to give them childs. And since that's why God kept the womb of Sarah closed. So that the demonic fertility gods cannot have expression of their lineage through the womb of Sarah. Sometimes God keeps some areas in our life closed so that he, he hides some areas in our life. We think, oh, God is not answering. But it's not that God is not answering. It's that God is preserving for his lineage, for his legacy to be born through that very area of our lives. Are we together until now? Alleluia. Amen. So, her womb was closed because God had to keep her closed so that the seed of the fertility gods should not have expression to the womb of Sarah which was chosen by God beforehand for the seed of God to be born through her womb. Verse number 31. It's very important. And Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran. Okay, The son of Haran and his daughter-in-law Sarai. So three of them Terah took. Where Terah was going? Why Terah is leaving now? Where he is going? The Bible says, the Bible says, and they went out with them from the Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. The place which God told Abraham to go. Who started off the journey? Abraham did not start off the journey. Terah started off that journey. Are we together? Alleluia. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. Verse number 32. So the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Then starts Genesis chapter number 12. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, after Terah died in the land of Haran, the voice of God 
was brought to remembrance in the mind of Abraham which God had spoken to Abraham. So when we read the Bible carefully, we see that God did not speak to Abraham at his very old age. God had spoken to Abraham previously. And Abraham, the, the plan of God was disclosed to the family. And Terah took over the journey and he said, you cannot, son, you cannot do all these things. Let me initiate the journey to the land of Canaan. Because God was calling Abraham to Canaan, the land which God was going to give the descendants of Abraham. Hallelujah. So, when we, when as a firstborn in the kingdom of God, we start to follow Jesus Christ and his ways. We become Christians. We accept Jesus in our lives. And we think we are coming out of bondage. We are leaving those habits. We are leaving those old things. And we are coming out. Hallelujah. We are coming out of the Babylon to start a new journey with Jesus. The initial journey, we, it seems that we don't have control over that journey. Someone else is controlling us in the initial phase of our journey. Many people don't understand this revelation. When you accept Jesus, and I am not questioning your faith wholeheartedly. You want to grow, you want to read the Bible, you want to go to, go to the church. You want to pray and you want to start this new journey with Jesus. And when you start off the journey wholeheartedly, you want to follow Jesus. But the journey is not controlled by you. The journey is controlled by your ancestral spirit which is holding your life. Hallelujah. You seem to go in God's ways but you are stuck in a land called Haran, Midway. Okay. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Now. Coming back to the journey of Jacob, you know when Jacob was born, he took the birthrights of his brother Esau and Esau was going to kill Jacob. Right? Hallelujah. And then the father and the mother of Jacob told Jacob that you will not take a wife from the land of Canaan because the women of the land of Canaan are very, very nagging. They have destroyed our life because brother Esau married the woman of Canaan. So you go back to Padan Aram, which is Haran. So he was sent from Beersheba, from Canaan, to back to Haran. And there again in Haran, there was a Terah. But the Terah was not by the name Terah. Terah was by the name Laban this time. Abraham got stuck in the land of Haran. But after Terah died, he started off his journey from Haran. Haran is the point of delay in our lives where, where the ancestral spirits hold us and keep us there. Terah signifies the ancestral king of Abraham's bloodline. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Everyone say our Christian journey is spiritual. Yes. We have to have a spiritual perspective to each and everything. Oh, I am not getting out of poverty. Oh, my job uh, salary is not increasing. Everyone is getting promotion. You have to understand by the eyes of the spirit and the revelation of God's word. What is happening to you? Which phase of your life you are stuck in? Who is holding you there? Which spirits are controlling you there? In the case of Abraham, Terah made him stuck in Haran. He was not able to move ahead from there. But when Terah died, Alleluia, the Bible says Abraham restarted the journey are we understanding until now hallelujah and the same thing okay i will come to the life of jacob afterwards because jacob was sent back to 
Heron. In Padanaram, in Heron. Heron. Where, where he got stuck for 20 years with Leban. And Leban was the son of Nahor. And Nahor was the brother of Abraham. Are we understanding? The same bloodline of Abraham made his grandson Jacob stuck in Haran. But while going to Haran, he met with God in a place called Bethel. I will come to that. So, let me continue. Okay. So, the Bible says he got stuck in Haran. Now from Haran, after Terah died, he started his journey back towards the south, towards the land of Canaan. Okay. And then the Bible says, verse number 4, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. Now Lot is not with in God's plan. Who included Lot? Terah has included Lot in the journey of Abraham. Okay, Terah is the one. But the journey is supposed to be for only Abraham and his family, that is Abraham and Sarai. Okay, but Lot was there and was he was journeying with Abraham after Abraham restarted the journey. After his deliverance from an ancestral king called Terah. Okay. Hallelujah. When we, we, we are starting our journey with the Lord. In the beginning phase. We, it seems that things are not under control. We are moving towards God. We are reading the Bible. Things are not controlled. Someone else is controlling us. We want to move ahead. But someone else is controlling us. There is an ancestral king sitting in our bloodline. Who held our ancestors for years and years and years, generations before generations before generations. And that's why even after we accept Jesus, they don't want to let us go. And that is Terah. That was holding Abraham. That did not wanted Abraham to follow the voice of God. Did not wanted Abraham to follow the purposes of God. And was controlling Abraham and he himself was leading the journey. Hallelujah. Okay, so after he died... The Bible says he continued the journey. Bible says in Genesis 12, 12 1, <coughs> Now the Lord had said to Abraham, So Abraham came back to his senses that he has a purpose from God. And at the age of 75, verse number 4, he, he remembered the voice of God and he started the journey. Hallelujah. He remembered the voice of God and he started the journey. Until we de defeat and destroy the ancestral altars and kings, we are not able to journey ahead with the Lord. They will keep us held in one place. We have to deal with them. That's why when we become believers, God will not, Holy Spirit will not introduce you to the music ministry or to any other ministry. The Holy Spirit will introduce every believer to prayer ministry. Every believer, I am telling you, that is the pathway of a believer. Every believer will be introduced to the prayer ministry because it's the ministry of prayer which includes spiritual warfare and dealing with ancestral curses that he will lead us to attack those ancestral high priests and altars and kings that are holding our lives in captivity in the land of Haran and not letting us move ahead in the journey with God. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Okay. Haran, in Haran, Terah was killed. Terah died, sorry, and then Abraham started the journey as per the voice of God. And he started off, but the Bible says, verse 4, Lot was with him. Okay, let's move ahead. Verse number 5, then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. Whose son? The brother's son. Who is the brother? Haran is the brother, the delay person. 
okay the delay spirit that is the lot is his son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran and they departed to go now the, he took people from the land of delay he took the son of the land of delay and he was going ahead with the journey now Abraham is just starting off with God he does not have complete understanding of God but even as he moves ahead with God Abraham is being trained in understanding the voice of God and understand understanding the operation of an altar that is of prayer because he is a prophet he becomes a prophet afterwards are we understanding and God calls him that Abraham is my prophet and prophet is the one who is expert in hearing the voice of God he's so close to God so Abraham is getting trained now some things has to be taken off from his journey and see how it is taken off it is taken off by the significance of altars hallelujah listen to me very carefully what I am saying okay hallelujah now so he took people from Aaron he took the son of Aaron that is Lot with him verse number six Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the Terebinth tree of Morah and the Canaanites were there in the land listen to me now this is the first altar we are coming to then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to your descendants I will give this land and there he built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him this is the first altar where did he build the first altar in Shechem now I am sharing my screen with you to show you the road map of Abraham's journey okay the road map of Abraham's journey hold on one moment okay can you see this map now everyone can everyone see the map here and okay so here is the where my where my cursor is the pointer is this is Babylon this is where this is where from where it's it was not Abraham but Terah who held Abraham and took him to where Haran okay when they got to Haran Terah was not allowed by God to move ahead and they stayed in Haran that is called delay okay why he was not led to move ahead because he was not the ordained person to lead the journey Abraham was so even as he was this ancestral spirit was forcing Abraham to be under him but yet because that ancestral spirit is not a ordained person by God they, they got stuck in Haran are we understanding and there in Haran Terah died after Terah died Abraham restarted the journey from here you see this red line Abraham restarted the journey from here along with who the son of delay he took some people from here and there okay and he started the journey again as per the voice of God he came he came he came to the south now where is the land of Canaan so he came through here to Shechem now now this is Shechem and uh, there by the terebinth trees of Moreh he built an altar in Shechem okay but Shechem is not the place where God wants Abraham to operate from Shechem is a demonic place which is used to bury idols gods and goddesses okay 
so here in shechem god appeared to abraham and what he said this land i have given to you now that is not a clear instruction now let me stop sharing this after shechem there, then he will go to bethel that is the place of operation the which signifies the most holy place i will come to that okay are we understanding the road map now okay shechem god spoke something to abraham but shechem had an atmosphere that did not allow the voice of god to come in in specifics and in revelation and in assurance to abraham stay with me okay let me take you to genesis chapter number 35 verse number 5 someone read that verse for me someone open the bible quickly genesis 35 verse 5 Genesis 35 verse 5 Yes And their journey and the terror of God was upon the cities hmm. that were all around them and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob Hmm that is the verse hmm. Okay one moment Okay uh yeah read verse number 4 start from verse number 4 So they gave Jacob hmm. all the foreign gods Mm. which were in their hands mm. and all the earrings which were in their ears and Jacob hid them under the terrible tree which was by Shechem amen now listen to me very carefully shechem god is, abraham is hearing the voice of god but he is not hearing the voice of god clearly he is hearing the voice of god in bits and pieces because he is in shechem understand that now the terrible tree at morah the t- the trees at those times used to be used by sorcerers okay by sorcerers who used to hear spirits from the leaves and the branches and so on because they believed that spirits live live on the tree okay now god wants to speak to listen to me very carefully god wants to speak to abraham god wants to speak to me but i am not yet in the right place so that the atmosphere will be clear to for the voice of god to be heard clearly by me okay shechem if you remember when jacob all his children now jacob has escaped from esau and everyone he has all his children with him and then they went back when esau esau they did the settlement with esau and everything you know what happened they went and stayed in shechem the bible says you know what happened in shechem the daughter of jacob dina was raped and because of that there was so much of confusion in shechem then in genesis chapter number 35 verse 1 god tells jacob don't dwell in shechem you are supposed to go back to bethel and build an altar so she- are you understanding shechem is a place of confusion shechem is a place of confusion hallelujah and the altar that abraham built there he built his first altar because he started hearing the direction of god but the direction of god was not clear it was just this land i have given to you that's it not how he will take it off all those things will be given to him at bethel afterwards not in shechem because god's voice cannot come in demonic areas are we understanding the first altar let me start off with the first altar genesis chapter number 12 verse number 6 and 7 the first altar abraham built signifies the place of initial instruction but not complete revelation 
Okay, are we together? The first altar that Abraham built in Shechem signifies the altar of initial instruction but not complete in revelation. It was a reconfirmation that Abraham is headed in the right direction. But the word of God was not clear enough because Abraham is yet to reach the main place called Bethel. So, what did I say? It was a reconfirmation that Abraham, you are in the right direction, move ahead. Okay? But it was not a complete revelation, the package or the purpose of what Abraham had to do. Are we understanding? So, let us compare this altar to our lives. When we deal with our ancestral uh, holes and we come out for their, from their holes and we start to journey with the Lord again. And now we are journeying with the Lord. But there are still some things from our ancestral line like the sun and the people of delay we are carrying with us. And also because we are not trained initially in hearing the voice of God. We try to sit in the wrong areas and hear him. That's what I was telling you last, last Thursday. Hallelujah. God has ordained a place where he will reveal instructions to us. And we are supposed to reach to that level, reach to that place. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? So we start to do some things initially, which is not completely right. We start to do some ministry initially, which are not completely from God. Because in initial time, the voice and the word of God is not, uh, not, uh, not clear to this believer who is in the phase and the season of Shechem. Hallelujah. And because he heard the voice of God, he built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him there. And that is what I told you, what it signifies. Now, let's go ahead to the verse number 8. Verse number 8 says, And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Now, I want to explain this altar to you. This is, Bethel is the area of God's operation. Everyone say, Bethel is the place of God's operation. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, let me share the map with you. This is Shechem. From Shechem, the Bible says, he went to east side. So, Shechem is here. It's not clear in the map. But Bethel is on the east side. From west he went to the east side and here is Bethel, right? And here in Bethel, what he did? He built an altar, not because he had an encounter with the Lord or not because he heard something. He built an altar to pray, to seek God and to call on the name of God. Are we understanding? Now let me come back to the normal screen. Okay. So, he made an altar to do what? And to call on the name of the Lord, he made an altar. So, in the spirit, it was indicated to him to, for him to stay in Bethel and to continue calling on the name of the Lord from the altar of Bethel until he gets a direction. Are we understanding? Okay. Bethel is the place where he first time built an altar to seek the Lord in prayer. Okay. And, but he did not stay at that altar and moved to the south and faced famine. Let's see that. Verse number 9. So, Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south. He did not 
held on to the altar of Bethel, which, which is the altar of seeking the face of the Lord, altar of praying to the Lord, altar of calling on the name of the Lord. He did not stay at that altar. What he did? He continued his journey south. Okay? Towards south. Verse number 10. Now there was a famine in the land and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. There was a diversion in his path when he left the altar of prayer. Are we understanding? We have to hold on to the altar of Bethel until we receive clear direction. Are we understanding? But since he did not receive clear, he was not able to wait on the Lord in that place. He started, okay, let's move on the journey. Let's move ahead. You know, yesterday there was a Pakistan revival and the Lord told me to teach on waiting on the Lord. Because the Lord told me many people, if, they, if we ask them to pray, they can pray. They will pray. If we ask them to read the Bible, they will read the Bible. But if we ask people to wait on the Lord, they cannot wait on the Lord. They cannot wait on the Lord. Prayer, reading the Bible, if we ask people come to this meeting, they will come to the meeting. But if we ask them, wait on the Lord, they cannot wait on the Lord. Abraham was not able to wait on the Lord in Bethel. So he left Bethel, the house of God. Because that is the most holy place in significance to a revelation I am talking about. Okay, That is the most holy place where the manna of God will come. But he was not able to wait for that manna. He was not able to wait for the direction. So what he did? He continued to journey south, go to the south, which was not a pathway ordained by God. He was supposed to be in Bethel, but he journeyed south. And what the Bible says? He suffered famine. If you leave the altar of prayer and try to journey elsewhere, you will suffer lack, famine, diseases, sicknesses, whatever. Remember the book of Ruth, the Bible says, Naomi left the Bethlehem, the house of God, and went to Moab because she heard there is bread in Moab. And what she suffered? She suffered the loss of her husband and of her children. Don't, the altar of Bethel is the altar of prayer and we should stay at the altar of prayer until we have received power from on above we will come to that okay hallelujah so abraham journeyed south and there was famine that famine that problem he faced led him to egypt where he was not supposed to go when he went to egypt i don't have time to go into every scripture those who have read the bible they know when he went to egypt he started falling into sin. He told that Sarah is my sister. Hallelujah. He started to lie to people. When we leave the altar of prayer and step el elsewhere, we will suffer famine and we think we want to escape this famine and go to elsewhere. No, from that famine, don't, don't go to Egypt. Come back to Bethel. But people go, go to Egypt and then they fall into sin. Then they fall into bondage. Then they fall into several iniquities and sin of their ancestors which bring more curses over them hallelujah are, are you understanding the roadmap now so he went to egypt and you know the story that you know he said oh sarah is my is my sister and pharaoh took sarah in the palace but god plagued pharaoh and his household and all those things and then pharaoh told why did you lie to me and all those story we will not go into that let's jump to genesis chapter number 13 what happened after that Tragedy happened with Abraham in Egypt. Genesis chapter number 13 says, Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him to the south. Abraham was very rich 
in livestock in silver and in gold and he went to on his journey from the south as far as bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between bethel and ai he came back to bethel when people see that oh there is famine then we went to egypt for help and egypt we fell into bondage then they again abram came back to bethel to the place where he pitched his tent where, where he was supposed to stay then he again continued in that place along with lot and the son of delay and the people of delay the people of haran verse number 4 says to the place of the altar which he had made there at first and there abram called on the name of the lord again he started to call on the name of the lord now when he started to call on the name of the lord something happened there was a fight that arose between the herdsmen of abram and herdsmen of of lot eventually what happened is they had to separate from each other you see don't leave the altar of prayer the altar of bethel is the main altar of operation i am telling you that abram built okay there when he started to call on the name of the lord god started to remove the sons and the people of delay from his life which are still holding abraham to journey with god the lord started to remove those people you know the story i am not going into detail okay there was a fight between the herdsmen and then they he said lot wherever you want to go you go and lot chose the land of greenery sodom and gomorrah he went to that land and then what the bible says in verse number 12 genesis Genesis chapter number thirteen, verse number twelve. Let's read that Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Verse number fourteen is important. And the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had separated from him. Now the word of the Lord came where at Bethel. He is in Bethel now. The word of the Lord came to Abraham in Bethel after who? After what happening? After Lot and his herdsmen, the people of Delay of the land of Haran, went out. After that, what God said to him: "Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever." and i will make your descendants as the dust of the earth so that if a man could number the dust of the earth then your descendants also could be numbered arise walk in the land through its length and its width for i give it to you that is the clear voice of god now coming to abram are we understanding initially when we walk with god we have to continue holding the horns of the altar at bethel at the right place that god has assigned for us hallelujah two things happened here before the voice of god was supposed to come first of all god led him to bethel to the to the right place of operation and led him to build an altar there and he had to wait but he could not wait he he went into tragedies came back to bethel when he came back to bethel god did not speak to him right away god separated the people of delays who were right inside his life inside his household some people are waiting on god in bethel but you are waiting on god along with lot and his people that's why god is not speaking to you hallelujah you got to ask god to take out those lot take out those people take out those things take out those cursed objects take out all those things those objects those people those things of delays have to be taken out in bethel 
so that the atmosphere in Bethel will be cleared out for the voice of God to come to you clearly. Hallelujah. God speaks from heaven. But there are forces, there are elements in the atmosphere, in our territories, among the people whom we live with that blocks the voice of God. That's why sometimes it's not clear. Are you understanding? Hallelujah. That's why sometimes it's not clear. We receive a voice which is inaccurate. Which is, we receive something from God which is incomplete. People, pastors are not training believers to hear the voice of God. That is the burden on my heart. I want to train people to connect with God and to hear the accurate voice of God. Hallelujah. Amen. When he continued to wait on the altar, those things in his life, in his territory, that is Lot, the sons of delays, who were obstructing him to hear God, the Lord separated them from him. The Lord separated them from him. And then the voice of God came. This is the clear voice of God now. Okay, stay with me. What does it mean? First of all, what did God say to Abraham? God said to Abraham, lift your eyes now and look from the place. Which place? Look from Bethel. Look from Bethel. You are standing in Bethel. Have a good look from a particular place. That is the place of, the, of God, of the presence of God. That is Bethel, of the most holy place. Look from there. And there, from there, when you look, you look northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land I will give it to you. Listen to me. It is from the presence of God of the most holy place from that altar that you can dominate the realms of the earth. Hallelujah. When we are in the position with God in Bethel and Bethel is sanctified, from that place we are giving, given authority to dominate the whole earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you understanding? It's not from Shechem. It's not from Haran. When we are in Bethel and Bethel is sanctified, from that place, when we raise up our eyes, the vision of our eyes will penetrate into the strongholds of the enemy. Hallelujah. So, the place of Bethel, the altar of Bethel is an elevated position. It's the position we have on the highest mountain of the earth from where we can look. Hallelujah. And take a good look of the land, the God that the Lord has given us. That is point number one. Hallelujah. We were trying to look. We were trying to look. But the vision of God was blurred out. There was confusion. But when you come to that place where Abraham came at the altar of Beth Bethel and then your vision can be expanded, elevated. Hallelujah. And then you can look at what God has given you and what is the purposes of God for you to dominate the nations of the earth by the rod of God. Hallelujah. Secondly, what he said. Secondly, the Bible says to him in verse number 17, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. What does that mean? It means that, it means the, it signifies the foot of a priest who is, who has received from God an anointing and then steps out. What does the Bible say? How beautiful are the preaching of those who come from the mountain? No. How beautiful are the feet of those? who come down from the mountain with the good news. The feet carries the anointing when we are at the altar of Bethel. 
what did god told to joshua joshua wherever the sole of your foot shall tread upon that land because joshua was a priest hallelujah the revelation of the foot of the priest is the receiving of the anointing to conquer nations for the kingdom of god by walking in it you just walk in those territories and strongholds will and they will flee you are not doing anything the anointing on you because you have come from the altar of bethel you have come from the altar of bethel it was not a apostle or a prophet or some human being pastor who ordained you god himself ordained you and told you i have given you this territories from the altar of bethel and anointed your feet and he says to abraham walk in it and claim the territories walk in it claim the territories hallelujah hallelujah are we understanding now okay so that, those are the two things that happen when you are sent and ordained in bethel you can carry out the job of conquering nations for jesus christ hallelujah listen to me the body of christ is not the calling is not to stay in a local church the calling is is the calling of the body of christ is to conquer nations for christ is to bring the kingdom of god in nations and it will only happen when we have an revelation of the altar at bethel the altar at bethel is the main place of operation the altar of bethel is the top of the mountain where god ordains people and shows them his word after you have a clear instruction from god you can go after you are convicted and you know now god has given me that is what happened with isaiah he was in the throne room of god and god told me who will go for me isaiah said i will go he was ordained to do a ministry that was heaven ordained and not man ordained hallelujah believers people of god listen to me god wants you to do a ministry that is not come from flesh and blood or out of some out of some manly gimmicks or patterns or advertisements or what you want to do or what someone god wants to do uh, you to do a ministry that is ordained by him that he sends you when he sends you you go okay so he says arise walk in the land through its length and width for i give it to you hallelujah are we understanding until now we are on the second altar okay then the bible says genesis chapter number 12 verse 18 there comes the third altar okay what is the third altar genesis chapter number 13 verse 18 then abram moved his tent and went and dwelt dwelt by the terebinth trees of mamre which are in hebron when he received clear instruction now when he knows the revelation of the purpose of god when he knows the word of god when he knows the vision now it's restored and it's given clarity in the altar of bethel he goes to hebron and builds an altar there now what is that altar that altar the third altar is an altar listen to me that abraham built built under the anointing of god hallelujah are you getting me now in the spirit the third altar is a altar that abraham built under the anointing of god with the help of the holy spirit okay hallelujah until now he is building altars first he built an altar because god appeared to him it was just by himself he built an altar second he made an altar of prayer seeking god direction of god now that altar gave him the anointing of god 
gave him and released in his spirit the purposes and the vision of God completely. With that understanding and that anointing, he builds the third altar, which initiates the purposes of God. Hallelujah. The third altar was the altar that Abraham built under the anointing of God and with the accurate revelation of God's purposes for him. And that altar built by revelation and under the anointing brought, brought God's promises promise to manifestation, initiated the purposes of God. Let us look, look to that in Genesis chapter number 18. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 18. Genesis chapter number 18, verse number 1. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebin trees of Mamre. Now understand these words, okay? The Shechem tree was what? Terebin tree of Moreh. This is Terebin tree of Mamre. Terebin tree of Mamre is in Hebron, where Abraham built the third altar, right? Are you understanding until now? Okay. As he was sitting in the tent of tent door in the heat of the day, so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Who are these three angels? The three angels are sent to give the to manifest the promise in the womb of Sarai through whom the vision of Abraham will come to pass. Hallelujah! Once we know the altar of Bethel, the next altar that we build will initiate the purpose of God for our lives. It was at the third altar, the terebin tree of Mamre, where he built the third altar. At that very altar, God came to visit Abraham. Hallelujah! God came to visit Abraham. God will come to visit you in Jesus' mighty name when you follow the pathway of altars. Hallelujah. He will come to visit you to tell you tomorrow about this time of the year. You will have this. Hallelujah. My God, the presence is in this place. So, okay, okay. I will read that verse. So, you know what happened there in Genesis chapter number 18. Angels of God came, the three angels and they ate. Angels eat food. Okay, let me not go into the revelation of angels now. So, verse number 5. And I will bring a morsel of bread and that you that you refresh that you may refresh your hearts after that you may pass by in as much as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. The Abraham uh, so the angels did not say, No, no, don't bring us food. They said, Okay, as you have said, bring us food. Bring us food. Let us have supper. Okay. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal. Ned it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a, a young man and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Okay. Verse number 9. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. Hallelujah. 
the seed, the promise through which the purposes of God will come to pass. The Lord visited Abraham at the third altar, which was built by revelation, which was built under the anointing of God. And there at the third altar, the Lord released the manifestation of his promise, released and initiated the manifestation of the seed of God in, in Sarai's life. Hallelujah. Now, I don't want to go into the revelation, but consider this after you read the Bible. Isaac was born by the spirit of God. God chose Abraham. You know why? Because God wanted a man to follow his pathway so that through his cooperation with God, God can, because if I marry a woman, I have to allow someone to bless her womb as a husband. So God wanted a submissive person and through the seed of the spirit of God, Isaac was born. I have took that revelation earlier and gave you the verses. Hallelujah. That how the Lord visited Sarah and gave her a child. Like, hallelujah. It was the, that's why Jesus is called after the seed of Abraham, after the seed of the spirit and not of flesh and blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you have been chosen in your family line, in your bloodline, because God wants to use you to give birth to a spirit legacy and a spirit generation who are the seed of the spirit, my dear friends. And before that happens, what God will do with you is God will completely detach you from your bloodline of your father, mother, of your ancestors, whoever is in your relation. And when you become wholly his and he become wholly yours completely, you, when you become completely united with each other. Do you know the meaning of Hebron where the third altar was built? The meaning of Hebron in some words is unity, united. When you become completely of God and God becomes completely of you and you are united, your spirit are no longer two separate spirits holding hands, but you and God are one. God starts to use you to give birth to a spirit generation. That is the seed of God on the face of the earth who will become the warriors of God, who will become conquerors on the face of the earth like Isaac and Jacob through whom the whole earth will be dominated by this clan that came from God, by this breed that came from God. Yes. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? That is, that is the roadmap of God's, of, of, a, of a firstborn in the kingdom of God. But it's not the end. There is a fourth altar. There is a fourth, fourth altar that Abraham, apart from the fourth altar, there is also a tree of Tamarisk. I will not come to the tree because... I may break the flow, but I want to come to the fourth altar. Are you understanding the third altar now? Okay. Shall we go to the fourth altar? There is a fourth altar that God asked Abraham to build. And it was in Genesis chapter number 22. Okay. Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. The fourth altar is the altar God asked to set up in the land of Moriah on a certain mountain that God was going to direct. What is the fourth altar? The fourth altar 
that God asked to uh, asked Abraham to build was the altar that brought the promise of the Lamb of God on earth. Are we understanding? The ram that appeared in the thorns and the thickets, it wouldn't had appeared until the altar would have been finished and Abraham, Abraham would have acted. He was going to kill the son. You know the story now, Genesis 22. He was going to, he took the knife and he was going to kill the son and the Bible says the angel of God stopped and told Abraham, Abraham, God has found you faithful and God has seen that you have not kept for yourself your son, your only begotten son. So through your character and nature, God wants to depict his character to the people of the earth and through your seed now, the Lamb of God will be born. Are you understanding what I am saying? Hallelujah! Abraham could not be the fa our father, our spiritual father. We call him the God of Abraham. First Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob. Why we call him Abraham? Because Abraham shown forth the character of the father. That father did not kept his only son, but he gave his only son for us to die. And that is what God was taking Abraham to on the fourth altar. The fourth altar signifies that God is making us like him, making our character like him. Hallelujah. That is what the fourth altar signifies. And the fourth altar, the Lord brought his son, his promise, his purpose for the salvation of the people through the fourth, fourth altar. Because for the first time, the ram appeared and the ram signified Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Through the obedience of Abraham of building the altar, the promise of salvation came forth for us. Hallelujah. That is what altars do. That is what altars do. When Noah built an altar to the Lord, what happened? God was pleased and he made a covenant. Altars bring salvation for mankind. Altars bring the purposes of God that he ordained in eternity past to expression and to manifestation on the face of the earth. That is the fourth altar in the land of Moriah. Are we understanding? So Abraham in his lifetime built this four altars and God is leading us in the pathway of altars. Yeah. Hallelujah, in the pathway of altars. Remember the second altar was the main altar. And we have to go and build other altars but return back to the main altar. Yes, I, I, I did not read the whole Bible but you will see that even Isaac was wandering like Abraham. He went to the land of Gerar and then again Abimelech king was there. He lied to Abimelech, the same lie that Abraham his father told. And then he tried to dig wells there. He was not able to prosper. At last he had to dig a well which was in Beersheba. And there he prospered. Out of the demonic land he came. So we will not prosper in the areas where God is not leading us for the purpose of prayer. Hallelujah. Young people want to go on Saturday, Sunday, they don't want to attend meetings or church. They want to go to party. But understand, is that party, is that picnic that you are having with your friends is a place of prayer? No, it's not a place of prayer. So what I am saying is, you read the roadmap of Abraham. Wherever he went, where, he, where there was no purpose of building an altar, he suffered in that place. 
If there is no purpose of building an altar, no purpose of prayer, why should I go in that place? Why should I step in that place? Why should I fellowship with that kind of people? If there is a bunch of people who want me to be with them, but they have no objective of prayer, they have no objective of seeking God, why should I be with them? I am just a young man and it has been years, it has been 11 years, I did not have fellowship with my friends. Because I don't want to lose on the purpose of God. I want to only fellowship with people who have the purpose of altars in their life. Amen. Are you understanding? People of God, Alleluia, don't lose out on the pathways of God. Go to places only where God has told you to build altars. Build your altar and don't step in the wrong places. Hallelujah, are we understanding? Now, listen to me, listen to me. The same the same journey or the roadmap of Abraham was repeated in the life of Jacob through whom Israel was which uh, through whom Israel was supposed to be born through whom Israel was supposed to be born Jacob it was repeated in the life of Jacob hallelujah i don't want to go to isaac because you know but jacob is the main character to whom we have to look let me share with you the map quickly again now, if you remember Jacob, Jacob was asked to go back to Haran. Okay, uh, let me share the map with you now. So, Jacob was here in Beersheba, right? Now, the mother and father told, don't take any wife for yourself from this land of Canaan because they were pissed off with the wives of the, his brother Esau. So, the father told him, to go back to this place. You see this? Haran. Where Abraham was. Right? So the father told him, go back to Haran uh, because even Isaac's wife was from Haran. Okay? And that's why uh, Sarai and then Isaac's wife's name is what? Rebecca. And then Jacob's wife, Rachel, you will see a same pattern in, in all the three of those wives that they are not able to bear child because they are from this land of Aaron. Okay, so in some fam family member here, now the, that spirit of delay was operating through Isaac's wife, Rebecca and Rebecca was the one to initiate the process. Because Rebecca was not able to cooperate with the wives of Esau. She told, go to my family in where? Haran. Are you understanding? Go to the Haran family. So, Jacob again, from where Abraham came to promised land, Jacob took a reverse journey back to the land of delay. So, sometimes we, instead of moving ahead in God, we go and take a reverse journey because some ancestral spirits in our family or family members are leading our pathway in a reverse journey against God. Are you understanding me? Okay. In a reverse journey to against God. And here Jacob was led back to Haran. But the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 28, if you read from verse number 10 to 12, he started from Beersheba, right? And when he started off the journey and started to go to Bethel, here in Bethel he slept. And you remember, remember what is Bethel? 
so he took one of the stone and slept on that stone put his head on the stone now little that he knows that stone was a stone of the altar of his grandfather was a stone of of the altar of his grandfather and there god came to meet him hallelujah people think oh it it god can come anywhere god will not come anywhere god will come in specific places and he came in that place because the grandfather abraham by laying up the altar of seeking the lord had opened up a portal there where there was a ladder set up and angels of god the bible says were ascending and descending they were not descending they were ascending that means there was angelic activity in that place it was the house of god hallelujah you 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 got to understand your lineage that is coming through you if you are at bethel it will benefit your lineage they will not go to hell in jesus mighty name your children will not go to hell in jesus mighty name if you are at bethel hallelujah if you are setting up altars the altar at bethel and are faith, faithful to the altar at bethel your children will never go in the hands of the enemy though in the initial phase they are acting up but somewhere or the other because of the altar of bethel god will encounter them so jacob had a meeting with god in bethel and there in bethel before he went to haran god told i will bring you back to the same place and i will give you, you you know bless your descendants you shall have descendants all those promises and from there he started to go to haran now haran he met a man he he liked the daughter the the what you call youngest daughter of a man called laban now who was laban laban was the son of nahor and nahor if i am right okay let me let me check out laban was in the book of genesis <coughs> yeah he is the son of nahor and who was nahor nahor was the brother of abraham the son of terah terah had three sons nahor and uh, what's his name uh, haran and abraham haran was delay and now this is the second second one nahor second one nahor and there laban deceived jacob for 7 years he served for rachel but he got leah and then another 7 years he served for rachel and then another 6 years he served for other things 20 years he was stuck there until god delivered him from haran in jesus mighty name let you be delivered from the land of delay today in jesus mighty name from how many years i don't care but god is able to bring you out bring you out of the hold of haran out of the hold of nahor out of the hold of laban in jesus mighty name get out of that place so that you can start of your journey with god hallelujah when he came back in genesis chapter number 35 that sister read when he came back let me show you the map again now so after you know what happened with laban god rescued him from laban and all those fights and arguments happened but at last he came back he, he came back right he came back from laban or from haran he was out but he wanted to meet isau and justify before isau okay so then again where he came and started to dwell, uh, dwell after years somewhere i don't know in the middle he met isau and everyone and he settled matters with isau and then he started to dwell in shechem what did i say shechem the place of confusion then when you read the bible in the land of shechem what happened with him is 
Dina was raped and then Simeon and Levi those brothers of Dina destroyed the city of Shechem and then in Genesis chapter number 35 God asked him don't dwell in Shechem come to Bethel the area of operation you have to come to Bethel hallelujah you see the significance of Bethel so Genesis chapter number 35 the Bible says what it says then God said to Jacob arise go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother remember the first encounter the ladder encounter when he is fled from Esau that is what God is speaking about go to Bethel go to Bethel now don't dwell in Shechem when we are dwelling we we think oh where there is why there is problem in my job why people are against in my job why this is happening in my job God is trying to shift you to some other place that place is not for you Jacob was trying to be comfortable in Shechem but there were problems arising in Shechem because that was not the place ordained by God for Jacob hallelujah sometimes it is God who brings problems so that you can change your mind and go to the God ordained place hallelujah then verse number 2 and Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him put away the foreign gods that are among you purify yourselves and change your garments then let us arise and go up to Bethel I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone so they have they gave Jacob all the, the foreign gods which were in their hands and all the earrings which were in their ears and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. So, before going to Bethel, what did he say? All the foreign gods, all the articles of witchcraft and idol worship, you got to leave in Shechem and then go to Bethel. Because, why? Because if we, remember what happened to Abraham, if we go to Bethel with the objects of Haran, God will not speak to us properly. It will not be clear. Remember this. Hallelujah. What I told you. God first took out Lot and his people from Bethel. And then God spoke to Abraham. That is what Jacob is doing here. Bury your idols. Bury all those objects of witchcraft that you brought from Haran. Let it not be among you. And then let us go to Bethel. And then he went to Bethel. Are you understanding the revelation of altars? Hallelujah. 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 Let us go to Bethel. Let us, let us step into Bethel. That is where I want to end. And then Jacob built an altar in Bethel. And then God told Jacob, you will no longer be called Jacob, but you will be called Israel. Through you, I will establish the nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Let us step into Bethel. Whatever belongs to Haran, let us throw it off. Let us throw off from our lives. And let us step into Bethel in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, Lord, I pray. Your Lord, many Christians, they don't understand things are related to spiritual implications, Lord. Spiritual roots in the spirit. They are living a life in the flesh. They are so disturbed. Christians nowadays, uh, because they don't have a revelation of what is happening to them. 
Father, I pray through this word that Christians will realize in which phase of their lives they are in and take the required steps as Abraham took, as Jacob took, Lord. Hallelujah. And move towards your purposes in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, those who are stuck in Haran, those who are controlled by Terah or Laban, let the spirit of Terah and Laban die in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, people of God, pray like you are really praying. Don't pray hanky-panky prayers. We got to pronounce judgment on some spirits. And we release death on Terah. We release death on Laban. Those spirits die in the name of Jesus Christ. Those spirits, when I say die, I mean to say they are imprisoned in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That you will be released right now from the land of Haran. And if, even if after that people are following from the land of Haran, Spirits are following you. Sons of delays are following you. It's time for them to let you go in Jesus mighty name. It's time for you to build a sanctified altar and to hear from God. And to be anointed by the most high God. Hallelujah. So that you can build altars of revelation. You can build altars with accurate word from the Lord. You can build altars under the anointing of God. Which will bring forth the manifestation of the purposes of God in your life. In Jesus mighty name. Let mighty deliverance come in the lives of people. From every ancestral spirit. Ancestral kings. Ancestral heads. Be destroyed in the lives of people. In the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. His presence is in this place. His blood is delivering people. In Jesus mighty name. His word is delivering people. In Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. Let the body of Christ, let the body of believers hear the accurate voice of God. Oh, let them stay at the altar of Bethel and grow. In Jesus' mighty name. Let them be anointed in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you. Father, we want to thank you for this mighty presence, Lord. For this time that you have ordained for your people to learn from your word, Lord. We give you the praise, honor and glory, Lord. All glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And we all say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us celebrate deliverance that Amen. the Lord has bringing in our lives. Let us celebrate victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless.